Yo, what up? Welcome to another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. I'm Patrick, flying solo. Well, the Warriors gave an old-fashioned ass whooping to the Cleveland Cavaliers, and that was that was a nice, a breath of fresh air. It seems like this season, the Warriors are like up, down, mediocre, or whatever, and then every now and then they'll have a a game where they'll blow out the other team. Uh, they won by 31 points, and Steph had his usual amazing game, uh, 13 of 19, 7 of 11 from 3, and only 3 free throws, 3 of 3. Man, if he was getting the calls that Trey Young and James Harden get on the regular, or if he was fishing for calls, he wouldn't have scored just 36 points. He would have probably scored like 45 or something like that, at least. But this is just another notch in the belt for Steph's MVP campaign. And it's looking legit. I mean, the string of games he's put together has been super impressive. Now, if they can only put together a string of wins to bump the Warriors record up, then he might have an actual chance to win. I said this in the last episode, but this is the best chance they have to put together three wins in a row. Three wins is completely arbitrary, but it's something that the Warriors have not accomplished all season due to their inconsistency and just the weirdness of the schedule during the pandemic, I guess. What we know of the schedule, again, the uh, NBA hasn't yet, as of today, released the second half of the season schedule. So they beat Cleveland. They play Miami at home, a Miami team that has been struggling this year. Then they go to Charlotte. Then they go to Orlando. Then they go to New York. Then they go to Indiana. They could beat Miami. They could beat Charlotte. They could beat Orlando. They could beat the Knicks. Indiana, the last time we saw them, they proved to be the better team, but it's not like they are world beaters or title contenders or anything like that. So everything's on the table right now. This would be a really great time to not just get three in a row, but maybe more. Four? Five? Eh? Asking too much? But at the very least, get a few wins, not just come back from this chunk of games, 500. Anyway, some of these guys are playing their best ball of the season. Steph, of course, Draymond. Everybody's talking about the flow and the chemistry that those guys have. And yeah, they've been playing a long time and they've had a lot of success and they're both really smart basketball players. And they're the only ones left from the dynasty that are still on the court. Klay Thompson, of course, is out. Looney, is out, but it just goes to show you the importance of not just Steph, we all know that, but Draymond. He's not scoring as much as he used to. He's not shooting as much as he used to, although he seems to have picked it up, but he does so much out there. (laughs) The assists that he's dropping on people, it's impressive. And it's great to know that he can still control the game as a small ball center. That being said, there's a lot of season left And it's good to know that he could do that and turn it on and whatever, but we really need to save him for when it really, really matters. We really need James Wiseman back. We really need Kavon Looney back. And hopefully that happens in the next week and a half or so. Those guys would take so much pressure off of Draymond and reduce the nightly pounding, the nightly beatings he gets playing center at 6-6. But yeah, wasn't it just good to see the Warriors just whoop somebody like they used to? Hopefully that joy and that flow and that chemistry, I mean, it takes a long time to build that. But hopefully 
the rest of the team, the young guys, what's up, James Wiseman, they can see all that, and that's what they can aspire to. That's what Warriors basketball really, really is in the Steve Kerr era. Fingers crossed. Draymond uh, spoke up, spoke his mind after the game, and I love whenever Draymond speaks up. He always has an interesting point, interesting perspective. This time he's talking about Andre Drummond being benched and how unfair it is that players can get criticized for wanting to move on from a team, whereas teams, organizations, they get a pass. They can just sit some guy when he wants to play, whereas, say, James Harden, he didn't want to play for the Rockets, and he just got roasted. There's a lot of dynamics involved. There's not a simple reason as to why. There is a lot involved with that, a lot to unpack, and I'm not going to get too deep into it. But, you know, it happened with KD when he left OKC, right? It's within his rights. He gave OKC everything he had to give. He just wanted to try something new. He wanted to go to Golden State. The salary cap made it possible. Steph Curry's cheap contract made it possible at that point. If KD was hurt or OKC decided that they no longer wanted him, no one would have given them hell. Definitely not anywhere close to what KD got from OKC and the fans. Obviously, it's easier for a massive group of people, an organization, a fan base to feel like rejected and to be mad at one person. Whereas like an organization saying to the fans that this is what we think is best and we're going to sit this guy so we could trade him. That's seen as like a simple business decision. They're doing this for us. This is what they think is best. But props to Draymond for speaking up always. I mean, that's why when any Warriors fans get mad at KD for leaving Golden State and going to the Nets, I'm like, seriously? Seriously? How can you be mad at that? Anyway, props to Draymond for speaking up. Hopefully it keeps this dialogue going. Hopefully it just doesn't end here. I mean, that's the whole point, right? To speak up, raise awareness, and to point out hypocrisies and to point out double standards. One last thing, I didn't know that Darius Garland was Winston Garland's kid. That's kind of awesome. Good on him. But I will say that I wasn't too impressed with the Sexland backcourt, as they call it. Darius Garland and Colin Sexton, they're both really, really small. Bob Fitzgerald on the uh, broadcast said it's kind of like Steph and Monte. But these two dudes, I think, are even smaller than Steph and Monte. Garland and Sexton, I don't know how those guys get Cleveland back into the mix in the future. Who knows? Maybe I'm wrong but they probably would have been better off drafting Tyrese Halliburton. I mean, I say that for for almost every team that didn't pick him from 5 to 11. Anyway, Miami Heat up next. We shall see if they can get two in a row. Let's start with that. That's another episode of the Oakland Warriors podcast. Be sure to subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Feel free to hit me up on Twitter at Patrick Epino, E-P-I-N-O, or at Oakland Warriors. Check us out at OaklandWarriors.com. And be sure to share this podcast with your Warrior fan friends. The Oakland Warriors podcast is produced by National Film Society. That's it. Music in this episode provided by Paper Sun. Special thanks to Paul Amardo for production support. See you next time, and go Dubs.